Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, depending, depending where you are. Uh, welcome to our Membership Voice webinar for this week. My name's Kero O'Shea. I'm the Membership Director for Rotary District 9465. Today's webinar will be on the YAS recruitment model and will be presented by Judy Ford from the Rotary Club of YAS. It's now my very great pleasure to introduce our panellist, Judy Ford. Judy has been a member of Rotary for 24 years. During that time, she's held many board positions, been president twice and served on District 9680 and 9710 committees. She's been the membership director since 2013 for District 9710 and is in her third year as an assistant governor. She's busy. Judy is currently a member of the Rotary Satellite Club of Yes Murrumbateman. So just to clarify that. So without any further ado, I shall hand over to Judy Ford. Welcome, Judy. Thank you, Caro, and thank you everyone who's listening in to listen to this webinar. Okay, so what I'm here for is to tell you about Rotary membership and how to recruit new members in five simple steps. And let me tell you that if you follow these steps and do exactly what I say, I can promise you, you will get at least one new member, if not many more. So here we go. Right, well, I guess, you know, when you, when you talk about asking people to join Rotary, I'm sure everybody here has people they know that aren't Rotarians, so it's not as though there's no one to ask, but the hard part is asking. Now, I've got a friend who's very good at asking. He'll ask anybody anywhere. In fact, he's told me that he's even been in a lift at some stage and talked to someone and said, oh, by the way, would you like to join Rotary? So, you know, you can do it, but not everyone likes to talk to people in lifts. Another way, and this works too, you can sit down and make a list of all the people you know who are not Rotarians that you think would be suitable, then you get on the telephone and you ring them up. But of course, some people don't like doing that either. And why? Because rejection. No one likes to be told no. Most people fear rejection. But the opposite to rejection is acceptance. And this is what we like. We like to be accepted, not rejected. So that's why just asking people straight out is a very scary thing to do. So what do we do? Well, there is an answer. And it's called the, well, I call it the it works model. I know we've been calling it the yes model, but really it's the it works model because it does work. And what it is, is hold an information night. Now, I'm sure you're all thinking, yeah, 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 everyone does that. You know, you get a good speaker, you have a lovely meal, they come along and they hear the speaker and they go away, but no one ever joins. And that's because they've come to hear about a speaker and not to hear about Rotary. And that's what you need to do. So let's get on to the steps and I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. The first thing is to set a date when you're going to have your information night. Because if you have a date to, to work towards, you will do it. But if you start some of the other steps first, it'll tend to go on and on and on and, you know, it gets too hard and you don't do it and all the rest of it. So set a date and I'd say give yourself about six weeks away. So really, if you're thinking about doing it now, probably soon after changeover would be a good time to, to set up your first information night when you're all keen, raring to go, new year and all the rest of it. So that's not a bad time. Step two, and this is where you need to really involve the members of your club. It's, it's a time when you, can, you could even devote a whole meeting to it, where you collect names and addresses of people who you know, who aren't Rotarians, but you think would make good ones. And you collect 
those names and addresses and you give them to your membership director or your president, whoever's organising the whole thing. And make sure that if you can get the home address, that's really good because we want to make this whole thing very personal. So you collect the names and addresses and then you need to send a letter from the president, but not that one. This one's your own club of president. And so the president is the person who's going to be inviting your friends and people, not yourself. So there's no bad feeling that you're worried that they're going to say, oh, I don't want to go to Rotary and, you know, you're a silly old duffer because you do, that sort of thing. So you've got to be careful um, not to feel too bad about that. So by having a letter from your president makes all the difference. So let's have a look at this letter. There are elements of this letter that are very important. And if you make sure that all these elements are in your letter, I'm going to show you a letter which you could use, but you can write your own letter as long as you do these things. So the first thing is you need to have a handwritten salutation. Remember, this letter's got to be very personal. Then you need an affirmation, and that affirmation is of the person you're sending the letter to, to say that they're a respectable person, that they're friend, the person that's nominated them you is a respectable person, so that we're saying that you are a good person to get involved in what we're talking about. So then you've mentioned what the purpose of the letter is, and of course it is to invite them to hear about Rotary. Then you need to have a little bit about, well, what is Rotary? Because they want to know in case they've never heard of it, which I hope that's not the case, but you never know. So you need to talk about the fact that it is non-government, non-religious, non-political, all those things that some people get a little bit concerned about. And we're not a secret society either. And then you need to tell them the time and place, where it's going to be, what time, um, and also what to expect on the night. And here is such an important element of this whole thing. Don't have a sit-down meal. Have wine and finger food. Something, Just something really casual. Because the important part of this meeting is for your members to mix with the people, the visitors, and be able to talk to them and tell them all about what they do and how they feel about Rotary. Get more onto that in a minute. And also let them know that their partner can come, that, that it's not just a one person. Now, I'll just tell you a break here and tell you a little story. When when we first started doing this, um, now, I'll just explain, as you heard, I'm a member of the Satellite Club. For those of you who don't know this side of, of Australia, Canberra um, is ACT, but just around Canberra, there are a lot of country towns. And I live in one called Murrumbateman. It's about half an hour out of Canberra. And then another 20 minutes is Yass. And the two areas, two, two towns are very different. Um, Murray and Bateman's made up more of a lot of public servants that live in, want a country life but work in, in Canberra, whereas Yass is much more a typical Australian country town. Anyway, so we've got the two clubs. And um, what, living in Murray and Bateman, I, we know more people in Murray and Bateman than Yass, of course. Anyway, one day when we were deciding to have this, this information night, uh, we just had some renovations done and I said to my husband, who's also um, a member of the Yass Rotary Club, who are we going to invite? You know, who who do you think? And, and then I said, well, look, we've just had a really nice painter come in and I've had a lot of chats with him and he's, he seems to be a good professional person. How about if we invite him? And Pete thought that was a good idea, so we put his name and address on the list. So when the night came, he turned up, which was great, and he brought his wife. And by the end of the evening, they were both really keen to join. And in fact, they both did join. And he's actually 
um, found that it was just too hard to do it with all this running around painting. But his wife stayed on as a member and she's actually become our treasurer. She's become a really um, good member and, and got, comes to all the conferences and all the things that you want a good member to do. So it just goes to show someone who I didn't really know very well, but by doing it this way, I, we got a really good member out of it. Okay, so, so your partner is important because you never know who's going to join. Then you need to um, give them an opportunity that if they can't come, then to come to be able to ring up and arrange something else. And uh, the handwritten signature, oh, reminder that it's free. That's also important to say that they will be a guest, that there's no cost involved. And uh, handwritten signature, because again, we need to be very personal. But even more important is make sure the hand, the envelope is hand addressed. And, because these days, I'm sure you will agree that if you get a letter in the mail and it's in a hand addressed envelope with a stamp, you will open it. No one ever throws those sorts of letters away. So that's why it's important that, that, that it gets opened. Okay, so what comes next? Well, we have the evening. Hopefully you'll get quite a few people that say yes, they're interested and will turn up. Now, just before I go any further, you could, if you felt like it, or if your president felt like it, could also um, give people a quick phone call just to remind them, even if it's just to leave a message on the phone. But that's that's not necessary, but it, you can, can do that. All right, so we hold the event. So how does that go? And I think this one, I don't know if these people are doing quite what I'm suggesting in Hong Kong or China, wherever it is, but it was a good photo. Um, anyway, hold the event. Everyone arrives, have by the door a list where they can put their their name and phone number because you'll need their phone number for later. And then they come in, mix, all members talk, have your finger food coming around. And then the next thing you do, you hold story time. Now, for this you need to invite uh, probably three, four, maybe five of your Rotarians to make a presentation of no more than two minutes. It's got to be short and snappy, otherwise people get, get bored or whatever. Um, to tell their story about whatever it is they're going to talk about. And I'll give you some suggestions now. But when you do this, try and pick stories that aren't going to just say we do lots and lots of fundraising um, or we raise all this money because people aren't really interested in that. That comes later when they're actually members. Don't flood them with statistics and numbers because that's a real turn off. People like stories. Okay, so for example, if you've got a lot of local people, if you live in a town like, like I do and some um, local people, then one of the things they like to know about are local events, ways you help in the local. So it might be you run a barbecue on Australia Day, which is something we do. Um, you might be helping someone who's elderly and needs help in the garden, so you might do a hands-on project, but something local. Then you might want to also let people know that Rotary is fun. So you might talk about one of our fundraising events. Now we have a Billy Cart Derby every year, so that's a lot of fun. Doesn't raise a huge amount of money because there's a lot of expenses involved, but it is a great day and it's a great message to tell people that Rotary is fun. Also, if you've got a lot of young people coming along, you know, in their 20s, 30s, then leadership opportunities is very important to them. They want to know how they can get on and, and to give them, to explain to them that in Rotary, you can get a lot of leadership training. If you can get someone to talk about that, that would be great. Um, if you've got families coming that have got teenage kids, well, 
all our youth programs are just so fantastic and they're definitely things to talk about. So, and if you've got an exchange student actually at the club at the time, get her or him to talk because that is a very strong message. If you've got people who would be interested in what's going on in the world and disaster relief, that sort of thing, well, Shelterbox is a fabulous story. And, uh, you know, that, that again is something that people do get very excited about. And of course, if you've got older baby boomer type people, talk about polio. Um, if they're younger people, they probably wouldn't understand quite so much because fortunately we don't have polio in this country anymore. But certainly baby boomers would remember days when their friends, when there were people at school that were in calipers and things like that. So they would appreciate that. If you've got academics, you might talk about the ambassadorial scholarships and the way that we we um, have that sort of level of connection. And of course, the thing that really is always good is to talk about all the different fellowships. Uh, and if you know a bit about the people that are, are there, if you know their interests, you can then look up their fellowships and say, well, look, you know, this is something that you could get involved in. We've got friends who do a lot of house swapping. Uh, they're, they're great travellers and go all over the world and they always find Rotarians to swap their house with. So, you know, there's lots of so many things that Rotary offers and it's just to find the thing that, that sort of tickles their fancy and makes them think, yep, this looks like something for me. Okay, so the evening will go for an hour, hour and a half. You've had your, your snacks, you've talked to people. Make sure that you at some stage get an opportunity to let people know that it's not cheap to be Rotarian. You know, there are fees involved. So that can be something that uh, you need to think about and, um, and maybe even look at ways of trying to make the costs not so great. But when you've finished, give them something to take away. That's really important because um, you know, in the next day, if they see the, the leaflet on the table, if it's a Rotary Club brochure or it's your copy of your latest bulletin or it's something just talking about Rotary, they'll see that and it will bring back memories of what they um, came for and uh, make things a lot easier for you because the next step is, and this is the most important thing of all, follow-up. Someone needs to contact each of those people that have been to the meeting and ring them the next day. Now, you don't have to ring up and say, hey, hi Fred, do you want to join Rotary? You don't have to ask that. What you do say is you say, oh, hi Fred, how did you find last night? Give them an open question that they can then start talking. And then through that talking, you would then say something like, well, you know, that's great. I'm gl glad you enjoyed the evening. How about coming to our next meeting and seeing how a Rotary meeting works and get to see the sort of things we do. And if, and if it's someone that you know quite well and you want to give them a bit more encouragement, offer to pick them up and take them there. Because that's one of the hard things, people turning up at a meeting, not knowing what to do and open, coming to the door and thinking, now what do I do? So it's always important to have someone on the door to meet and greet. But the follow-up is important and it must be done if not the next day, definitely no later than the, the day after, but ideally the, the day following the meeting. And it doesn't have to be the president. It could be the person that uh, put their name, the person's name down in the first place. That's up to you how you work that. The president's a good person to do it, though, because um, that sort of follows on from the letter. So 
Without membership development, your club could look like this, hopefully not, when it should look like this. So I'm happy to answer questions. Um, just there at the bottom of my slide is my uh, details. Please feel free to send me an email if you'd like me to. I've got a, actually got a cheat sheet, sheet, cheat sheet called Running a Membership Night for Rotary. Always happy to send that out to anyone that asks for it. And it gives you all what I've said with a bit more detail, um, a copy of the letter, although the letter you will probably change because it's, I think the copy I send is about three or four years old now. But anyway, it gives you an idea of the sort of thing you can send out. And uh, and if you do have the, do start the doing this sort of meeting, get stuck, feel free to call me and I'll help you in any way I can. So there you are. Over to you, Caro. Thanks, Judy. We do have one that's come in anonymously. The question <laughs> is, what about the, the, the question is obviously from someone who's tried this. They ran a yes-style night, the lines you've described, and they had a number of interested people following on from that, but none of those people, or none of those people ultimately joined. Does that point to a problem in the process? Well, that really then comes down to your club and what you're offering because you know you, you can do this this whole process and easily but if you don't have something nice to offer at the end of it then you're not going to get the members and the other thing is that if you do get people that come along you've got to make them feel well you've got to make them feel welcome that's so important when they come for those those extra meetings to see what you're up to you also need to don't waste time in getting them to join. You know, some people think, oh, well, you know, they're interested. We'll send out the, give them the membership forms in a couple of weeks and all this. And, and if it drags on, they lose enthusiasm too. So we, one of the things we do is we get people to join up as quickly as possible. And uh, in fact, I'm, we're, we've got an induction on Tuesday and the person's been twice to a meeting because it's, it's you know, if they, if they want to join, join them. Don't make it hang around. But retention is really important too and that's something that you've got to be careful. So it's no good inviting people to a club that doesn't, that isn't vibrant or exciting. Has your satellite club run one of these nights? Yes, we did. We did actually just, let me see, about four weeks ago, three weeks ago it might have been. Yes. And we, in fact, we, we didn't invite many people, but all the people we invited came, which was good. This actual last time we didn't send a letter because we've done that in the past. These were people that we just um, invited by word of mouth, but we still ran the, the evening the same way and had the speakers and finger food and all the rest of it. Out of those six people, one, one of them's being inducted on Tuesday night. The others we've put off a little bit because um, we've got all this uh, changeover and all that starting at the moment so that makes it a bit difficult of timing but when we get back to our normal meetings on the 3rd of July we will then have all those people back and I'm, I'm pretty sure that all of them will be joining which is good because that'll give us our 20 members and we can become our own Rotary Club. Won't that be fantastic? Mm. What about variations on the theme? I mean there are, as you made clear during your presentation, there are things here like follow-up, for example, that are absolutely key to the success of the process. But in our discussions earlier on, you mentioned that some of the clubs that have used the, the YAS process have applied some, some variations to the theme. 
And would you like mm -hmm. to speak to some of those things? Yes, yeah, certainly. All right, well, one of the things I don't think I mentioned in the presentation was that rather than just have Rotarians talk about their, their story and their journey in Rotary, if, you've, if you know any past exchange students or even if you can get someone from Ryla, that's been to Ryla to come along and talk about how Rotary has affected their life, that is a really strong message because it's, it is really Rotary at work, isn't it? When, when you can see someone that's been over, you know, an exchange student that's been overseas for 12 months, come back, totally different person, full of independence. Uh, one person I can give you an example who's a member, now Emma Ball, you know, she won't mind me telling you about her. She was a Rotary Exchange student, oh, must have been about five, six years ago, and went to America. Had had nothing to do with Rotary at all, just heard about, about the exchange program, got her mother to make some inquiries, and she actually, she lives in Murray and Bateman, but she contacted Yas because that was the nearest club. And she went to America for a year, came back absolutely full of rotary you know she just thought it was the best thing on earth so she came back she'd finished school so she went to canberra university and immediately set up a rotaract club in and um that's now going very strongly she's still a member of rotaract but she's also now joined our club so she's one of now that rotaractors can join rotary which has been a great thing she's been to three conventions she's just coming back from atlanta now she's involved in so many different projects through Rotaract and and she said she sent me an email the other day and said she's she's come back with a whole lot of ideas for us at, at Murrum Bateman ideas that we can can do so to have someone like her which and I did actually have her that that night talk about her time in Rotary to have someone like that talk is just so strong and so if you can find someone like that I really recommend it some of the other things I guess yeah, some people have not sent the letter and, and done personal asks, which is a little bit what we've just done recently. That's an, uh, something else. I think I think what you've just got to be very careful that, that if you do get a lot of new people, that you just look after them and get them involved. Because I do know of one club in our district that had a very successful time and in fact got 16 new members out of the one meeting. That's, that was phenomenal but a lot of them didn't stay in the club. And maybe having so many new members was a bit too much for the club to handle. So, you know, it's nice to be in that position, but you've really got to, to make sure those people are made to feel that they have joined something they want to stay with. It's one of the interesting that you say that because one of the clubs here in Western Australia had a similar thing where they, where they introduced a lot of new members to rebuild the club. And they used a concept called club within a club where they turned that, uh, ha having that um, significant, a significant group of, of uh, new people into a strength by getting that, getting that new group to work together on projects. And as a, as a result of that, their, their club really went ahead. So I, I suppose it really depends on, on how they tackle that. But that's getting a little bit off topic, but certainly worth thinking about. Yes, um, indeed. Just before we finish up, I'll just check with our audience. Are there any further questions uh, for Judy today? Our Q&A box at the moment is empty. So on that note, I would like to thank you, Judy, for a, a fantastic presentation. I very much appreciated 
your time again, uh, helping us out on this process because uh, it is one. Now, a question, a question ah. just to, from Kate McKenzie. How could this work for an e-club? Ah, well, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I'm not, not a great expert now. Kara, you'd probably be better to answer that. I, I haven't had much to do with e-clubs. Well, I, it's, it's a, a process that, uh, as our incoming club membership director, I'm planning to, to use the YAS process for our e-club, mm -hmm. and I have some thoughts in that regard. The, the, there's a lot that is directly applicable because members of e-clubs are real people. They have, <laughs> they have postal addresses and all those sorts of things too. Mm -hmm. But one of the great things, of course, about an e-club is that you touched on the question of the cost of Rotary and our e-club does have a significantly lower cost base because we don't have the the weekly meal. We do have a monthly social get-together, but it does mean that the uh, that it is a lower cost organisation. Yes, I, I see the, the YAS process as being eminently applicable to, uh, to, uh, to an e-club. Because the key things are about follow-up, it's about engaging engaging content and about being ready to ensure that new members settle in that mentoring is done correctly and the like so yes it's the, the yes model to me is a, a good fit for an e-club too yeah just um just on one thing you just said about about meals and things this is a little bit off the topic but uh, you might be interested to know that with our satellite club one of the things we've done is we, we meet at the Murrumbateman Country Inn, which is actually the, the local pub, but they've got a lovely restaurant there. But what we do is we meet at 6.30 and people can do, they can either have their dinner before they come and just have a drink or not even have a drink if they don't want to, but usually they'll have a drink, or they can order their meal just as they would if they were just turning up for a meal anyway. And while we're having the meeting, they, the people bring the meals in and we eat as we're having the meeting. So that's really cut back the cost as well because it's up to you whether you want to spend money on your meal or eat beforehand. And that's, that's very attractive to younger people too because they don't have that sort of money to spend every week. So mm. just keep that in mind. And it takes the, it, it, it takes the, 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 the obligation away and makes it, it makes it available as an option for those who want it. Sounds like mm. a good I have a question from John Dodman. Um, an experience, as one experienced assistant governor to another, <laughs> a membership question on the board. JD, thinking outside the box again. In your AG role, how are you seeing clubs in your district use the new membership categories? I don't know if they are, to be honest, using it very, very well. Uh, the clubs that I look after are three clubs in, in Goulburn and one at Crookwell. Crookwell only meets fortnightly, which they find that works very well for them. Crookwell's a little, very small country town, but it's got a lot of different things happening. So people can might be a member of Rotary, but they're also a member of the bowling club and the fireys and the this and the that. So they find that meeting fortnightly has worked out very well for them. The three Goulburn clubs, they're, they're more traditional and... Yes, they haven't. None of them have had really great success in getting new members. But I must admit, I've only told one of them about my method because the other two haven't asked me yet. So no doubt we'll get to that. <laughs> there's, there's really not much point trying to tell people about it. No, no. Yeah. 
I, I, I advertise it and, you know, usually it, I usually get a few people come and say, come down to my club, but um, only, oh no, yeah, yes, only one of them from Goulburn is, have I spoken to and that was just recently. So mm. maybe the other two clubs I'll get to in time. I think the message will spread. I think the message will spread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, Judy, I think we've exhausted the, uh, the five questions. So... One, a last call for questions from, from our audience. Just check them up, double check the question box. No, we've covered John's question. So Judy, thank you on behalf of the audience for your fantastic presentation today and also for being available for people to, to contact, to discuss the process and to deal with any questions or concerns that they might have. It's that kind of follow-up and coaching but uh, we really need it and network and it's great to have someone like you that's prepared to do it. So thank you. And a big thank you to our uh, audience today uh, for joining us for our, uh, for, for our latest webinar. And just a reminder that we do have a, a thank you there from Kate McKenzie. Thanks, Kate. That we Our next webinar is coming up at 7.30 p.m. next, next Thursday night. It's, it's going to be John Stockbridge talking about his business networking presentations that have resulted in many new members joining a number of grocery clubs in our district. So that's one not to be missed. And that's, uh, that's going to be 7.30 uh, this coming Thursday night. So thank you again, everyone. And on that note, we shall say uh, have a good day and, uh, and uh, farewell.